0: Sit back, relax, you got
1: nothing to lose. What do you think? I'm about to show you. The female of the species is more deadly than a male. Deadly. deadly. So when so you you can say it again. Just wait till you see what I did at the end. The female of the species is more deadly than a male. Hello, everyone, and
2: welcome to the More Deadly podcast, where we review horror movies made exclusively by women-identified directors, which prove that the female of the species is more deadly than the male. More Deadly is a trans-inclusive podcast, where we celebrate the work of cis and trans women, as well as the work of non-binary filmmakers who are comfortable having their work included in a space that centers the work of women. I'm your co-host, Rachel, and joining me today, as always, is the lovely and brilliant Ariel. Aw, thank you.
0: Hi.
1: (laughs)
2: Hi. How are you? How are you hanging in there? Women and hormones almost over. We're like halfway. We're at the halfway mark when we're recording this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's been really great. Really great. Lots of amazing, cool women we've met this year, including, which I'm very excited about, to announce our amazing guest. Now, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm not very cool. I'm gonna try to pretend to be cool, but really inside, I'm fangirling the hell out <laughs> because this is someone whose work I super admire, who I follow on on the uh, social media, and I'm always like, 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 like. like. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the amazing Abotrice Little's host of horror movies and beyond, an incredible YouTube channel that if you are not watching, get into it. It is fantastic. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so have I made you super uncomfortable right out the gate by fangirling? <laughs>
1: it's Rachel's no, specialty. No.
2: She's really good <laughs> at it. Yeah. I can't help it. I, like, there is nothing <laughs> I love more than, like, other cool women who are excited about the thing that I love most, which is horror. So when I meet or, or like, follow on Instagram or something, a really smart, interesting, thoughtful horror fan lady like yourself I just like I'm like I need to make you my best friend I can't help myself
3: <laughs> oh thank you
2: <laughs> it's getting weirder okay let's move forward <laughs> no. no it's not no it's... <laughs> why don't you tell us a little bit about your show how it started as well as maybe a little bit about how you first got into horror oh man you have like three hours,
3: because
2: <laughs> <laughs> for you, okay. Yes, I do.
3: <laughs> okay, I'll make it as simple as I, I as I possibly can. So, yeah, my show is called Horror Movies and Beyond, and it's about reviewing horror movies for the living to understand the dead. And uh, I just, I don't know. I just love horror movies. I love the psyche of them more because there's always some deep in-depth story behind every horror movie, even the bad ones. So and uh I just I don't know. I just that's what it is. And I talk to uh horror icons, uh YouTubers, horror content creators, and invite them on my show to talk about movies. Uh that's pretty much it. It's kind of just very generic. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I know.
3: Hard
2: disagree, but i okay. yeah. <laughs> How did you first start getting into horror? Was it something that you liked when you were younger? Did it come later in life? Was there like one movie that like totally turned you onto a horror fandom?
3: Okay, so that is a very uh, complex question. So my first horror movie, which I probably said so many times, is The Thing. I was about four or five years old. Oh my gosh, that is young. I was forced to watch it by my parents (laughs) whoa (laughs) well actually literally forced like i i tell people they're like oh they probably told you just no no what happened was (laughs) they were watching watching a horror movie and and i was in the room with my sister and i wanted to see what they're doing i was nosy it was very nosy i was a daddy's girl and he they were out there and you know drinking or whatever and they were having a movie night. And I kept trying to sneak behind the couch out the room. Sneak behind <laughs> the couch and look. And they would keep telling me, go they you know, go back in the room, go back in the room. And I was like, oh, I'm here. <laughs> so and I, kept, and I did it again. I don't know why. I just I was intrigued. because um, if you ever watch the thing, it has those interesting noises and sounds, and yeah. oh yeah. I don't know. And finally they said, All right. You're going to watch it. So they didn't drag me behind the couch. <laughs> And I sat between them. And they said, you're going to sit there and you're going to watch it. Uh, it's like teaching me a lesson, I guess. And I, the first scene is when Copper was trying to save Norris. Uh So the chest burst open. He's screaming. The head is being pulled. Slide down the table.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's intense for five years old. (laughs) I
3: saw all that. The the last scene that I saw before, I, I just couldn't do it anymore. And they was just like, okay, it's time to go back in the room. Is when the head, the spider head crawled behind Palmer and all of them. And he was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, or something. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know if we can cuss or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. oh, it's fine. <laughs> okay, and you know, and McReady then you know burned it away or whatever. So that was the last scene, and they was like, "Go back in the room," and I'm crying, <laughs> having nightmares.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, no.
3: So, and but then later, it was like a normal thing to see horror movies. Uh, I mm-hmm. saw quite a few in the theater. And the drive-in when that was like
1: popular, that
3: the drive-in was just as popular as the walk-in. And the first movie I remember seeing at the drive-in, I believe, is Aliens.
2: Oh, good one, man! It just like banger after banger. First movie, (laughs) The Thing. First theater, The Aliens. Yeah, literally my favorite movie.
3: Yeah, sitting in the car with my sister and her boyfriend and uh yeah yeah just my sister was is like seven years older so mm-hmm. you can there's a gap there yeah but yeah a- uh aliens was the first I seen the abyss I have seen evil dead 2 at the awesome. drive-in when it came out cool. yeah I was there <laughs> <laughs> I can say that I was there <laughs> um, So it was like normal I've seen Pet Cemetery, The Blob I've seen all that stuff at theaters um, I probably shouldn't have So it was like a normal family thing It was like oh we're going to go see Pet Cemetery, The Fly uh, Yeah uh, the the remake not
2: the black and white i'm not that old <laughs> oh come on <laughs> i'm glad you brought up pet cemetery how do you feel about that as a movie do you like it do you think it's the good? the original yeah the because i saw the original in the theater yeah the original oh
3: i thought it was terrifying <laughs> i think it came out in i think 89 i want to say 1989 it terrified me mm-hmm. I, I just the sounds the noises the the effects that it had and then yeah. it was just heartbreaking to see what happened to gage and it was just him as the kid that you know that was the first movie to see a, a dead kid yeah like like that not a ghost mm-hmm. a, a really a human a, a body formed yeah. you didn't see that a lot uh-huh. um that became You know, that that kind of, I mean, there's probably some before, but it really like, yeah, touch on it. But that one was like, oh my goodness. And, you know, he's like, come play with me, you know? Yeah. It was terrifying. I mean, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, That one messed with me because of Zelda with the rage. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It it was the noises.
3: It was the, that one, the visuals were terrifying. But if you closed your eyes and watched it, the sound is just, (laughs) <laughs> but yeah up. so uh yeah and i saw the fly when he you know when brundle fell apart and he turned into the fly i was in the theater so awesome. and i saw the blob in the theater the Ooh, wow. so when it wow. wasn't th- when it was in the coming through the theater killing people i was actually kind of <laughs> i know people can't see but um i was looking around because we were yeah. in the theater and I thought it was coming. So, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. <laughs> I love it. That's
2: amazing. Yeah. That is amazing.
3: I guess um, I, probably in my teens, I w- didn't watch as much, but I still watched it because I was starting to do other things. I don't know, art or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think when it came back, like, oh, this is something, it was when I went to my first comic book convention and it was kamikaze when it was stan lee's kamikaze at the time and i was walking around and i found a booth because everything was comic books marvel dc and all i do know who they are you know but yeah i wasn't a comic book person but it was just nice Mm -hmm. to go and then i came across full moon features
0: Oh and it was a nice. Yeah. And I was like, and
3: I saw the little figures from Puppet Master, and I was uh-huh. like, oh wow, you know, this is cool. And I was looking at the I was like, oh my god, I remember this movie, I remember this. This movie gave me nightmares or whatever. And it was a guy standing there showing me stuff. And and I was looking at the figure, uh, the figures. There were there were the replicas from cool uh, puppet master. Mm-hmm. they cool. they were big. Yeah. And I was like, man, I wish I could talk to the creator of this like i have questions and the guy was like really i said yeah and he said you know what i think i can make that happen and i'm thinking mm. <laughs> and, email or something. and he yeah. was and like, he's like uh charles band come on over and i was like oh my God, <laughs> wait <laughs> Who? and he came on over and i was looking at him and i was like my heart start pounding and, <laughs> and he was the sweetest, nicest guy. Like, Aww. I don't know how he is now, but he was sweet and nice. And we talked for a long time and asked him questions about the dolls. He told me how he came up with the style of the dolls. And I cannot remember for the life of me. Oh no. <laughs> um, oh, I, no. If I really oh, think man. about it and like watch it, I probably, it probably trigger, yeah. but The conversation went so well, he gave me a plush blade doll that I still have to this day. And now this was like, um, oh my gosh, maybe nine years ago or something like that. (laughs) Uh And um, still in good condition. And from then on, I was like, I want to do something with it. So I created Nerdtastic Girl. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you? Yeah, I love
3: it. That is when I started. I so it was a blog and I was a terrible writer, and YouTube was was popular, but I didn't have a camera. I am nothing. This is right a long time ago. And so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna write a blog, and I did, and my first uh interviews were like people Like uh, Robin Shelby, who played Symer and Ghostbusters. It was very, you know, small. But then when I would go to the conventions, I was like, I want to interview people. So I got to, I can't remember their names, but I can remember the characters. Uh (laughs) Uh Uh So um, I believe it was from The Flash. It was from The Flash. It was uh, the girl. Oh my gosh. She played in Sky High. Mm-hmm. I know that, but she was a um, snow queen. No, the snow. She, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen, uh, I can't yeah. think of her, uh, but I see her face and I just can't think of it. And then, um, <laughs> then I interviewed uh, a few other people um, that was there. I can't even remember them. I could point to them, <laughs> uh, but it's, it's just sad. I can't remember. Uh, Cause it's so long ago. And uh, oh, Casper Van Dien was one.
2: Oh, interesting. <laughs> he a...
3: is—he is on the movie because I was expecting him to be like the movie, uh-huh, you know, Starship uh-huh. Troopers. Uh huh. Yeah. He is not. He is wild. <laughs> he is a <laughs> wild man, not in a bad way. Like his 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 girlfriend at the time that that his wife now she was walking mm-hmm. by. She was dressed. I think it's Wonder Woman. Uh huh. And I was behind the booth with him, interviewing him, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Ooh, sexy!" Like, and I, and, and, I, and he was looking in my, he was looking at me, and I was looking, I was like, "You oh, were like, no. okay.
2: whoa, Johnny Rico?" But then
3: no. I just turned, and it was his, the girl she was doing this, and. That's when I knew, okay, he must know her because that's kind of like weird for him <laughs> to say that a lot. Yeah. And then I looked on his Instagram and that was his girlfriend at the time. And so he's he's just a little different, but he's, he's <laughs> super nice. He's super nice. <laughs> and my, f- such a long story, last part, <laughs> uh, la- uh, where it became just horror is when I went yeah. to Monster Palooza. Oh, Ooh. yeah. So I went there and there they had Alex Vincent, they had, uh, uh Holland, you know, awesome. some familiar faces and Tony Todd was there cool. Cool. and that is when I knew I wanted to interview. So I already had my pre questions and I was going to go for it. They didn't know me for anything. So I would just walk up to him, introduce myself and then. Interview, you know, I had a few questions and go on by my way. Now I really oh my wanted to, Ta- so it was it was tough. Ta- uh, Tony Todd was one of the first ones I interviewed, and when he stood up, I was, <laughs> I was like, this guy's mad. <laughs> and then it was like. Candyman, you know, uh-huh. and I saw I saw Candyman when I was young, and mm-hmm. uh, my sister scared me to death with that. One. So seeing him <laughs> in person, it was like, wow, he's such a sweet, very um knowledgeable. Like he loves theater. Like he's just, he's just amazing. Well, cool. I wanted to interview Tom Holland, and I didn't get a chance to, and um, his son who played one of the characters in thinner uh he i talked to him on the phone i never he he tom tom holland gave me his son's uh number and to schedule something and i'm just i didn't think of any like how i thought it was but then it was to schedule an interview with him at his home and i was like what and so his son talked to his dad and I got to go to Tom Holland's home in Hollywood. Oh my gosh. And never meeting his son based on what I was saying and what my, my uh, website was or whatever at the time. I went to his home and driving to his home, opened the gate. You couldn't see the house. It was at the top of the hill. Turned the corner. <laughs> I opened Knocked on the door. I'm shaking like knocked on the door. His, uh, Tom Holland's wife opened it. I walked in. And I was just shaking. And then he said, oh, you want something to drink? And he walked past me. And as I followed him into the living room, you saw the good guy doll. You saw the original Chucky, the box, not the one for the movie, but the, like, from the movie box. And you saw Fright Night Bat. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) He has it on display. I I mean, it was... It was wild, but one of the best things that ever happened, and I knew this was something I wanted to do for the rest of my life, was having that conversation in his living room, looking over the hills. Yeah. He told me that horror is looked at as like the stepchild of Hollywood. And to me, his story was amazing and the work he's done. And it's just like, it, it can't be. You know, and I knew I was like, I need to prove that wrong. And yeah. two, his wife handed me a box and I sat it on my lap and we were still talking. And she was standing there and she was like, I want you to open the box. And I was like, okay. But he was still talking. And, and then he said, okay, after he was done, he's like, open the box. <laughs> and so she <laughs> left and I got the box and I opened it. And it was the greatest thing I ever seen. It was the stake and cross that <gasps> Vincent. Oh, my gosh. Used cool. in
0: Fright Night.
3: Yeah, that is so cool. <laughs> I knew this was something I wanted to do for the rest yeah. of my life. So yeah, I bet. I crossed, <laughs> yeah, but I was still a girl. And then I yeah. crossed over into a horror movies and beyond. And I wanted a name that was so generic. Mm-hmm. I didn't want a feminine or I didn't want anything. I just wanted very generic.
1: Yeah. And
3: then I started doing lives on Facebook, when that was popular, but then um, I knew John Masari because I interviewed the the uh, Kyoto brothers and he saw an, um, the interview I did with them. His wife saw it and thought I should meet her husband, which was John Masari. And then I was going to Monsterpalooza and I saw. James and Chelsea of Dead Meat walking and I knew who they were, but it turns Mm -hmm. out they know John. John introduced me to them and then they said, hey, would you like to go on be a guest on her podcast? And I did it and it was the greatest thing and I'm forever thankful, even if they never speak to me again. I'm not saying (laughs) it's like but I am, I will always say thank you to them no matter what and uh, they probably sick of the thank yous, but (laughs) I'd Aww. say it all the time <laughs> uh, because if it wasn't for that moment, I don't think I would be where I am today. And and they gave me the stage and I work so hard and horror movies and beyond is still going uh, still. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's all me. Building. I'm the only yeah. person. Yeah. I'm, uh-huh.
0: I do everything. I'm the only one. And That's there you go. Of content you put out. It's kind of amazing yeah. that you're doing it all by yourself. <laughs> so that's the story sorry no (laughs) no no. I loved it it was great
3: (laughs) Um, I left out a lot but uh yeah that's how horror movies and beyond and I I do like reviewing movies but I feel like interviewing the people who make them are the most important Yeah, yeah so
1: yeah
2: yeah, and you got to do the part that like drives your passion, right? Because it is mm-hmm. it is a labor, emphasis on labor of love. So, I think if that's where your heart is, like you're just going to excel when you move in that direction. So that's that's mm-hmm. really really cool. I love it. So Thank you, you in the process you did mention something else I wanted to ask you about. Um and that is that you also are an artist. And I followed the creation of your Gabriel with bated breath on social media. You are so talented. Can you talk a little bit about your art?
3: Okay. See, see, that goes all the way back.
1: <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> I, I was always a natural artist. It was something I guess my dad saw because we, we would eat like clams and things and, and oysters or whatever. And he would clean the shells and give them to me and I would paint on them. So oh, he was, that. he was, um, I don't know. He always, he saw that I was an artist more than anything else. And he kind of really pushed that for me until he passed away. And it's just something that I, I did from natural I got bullied a lot because I was an artist oh. um, kids are cruel kids are cruel so because yeah. people would draw a stick figure and I would draw something way better than a stick figure in class and the only one and it was like oh well you don't have a life
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, God. so
3: there was a point where I kind of didn't really focus on the art because I got bullied so much about it in That's school so by kids. So Ugh. but I went to school for it uh just to you know learn more paint and stuff. But I I'm naturally creative. If I could see an issue and to to get over that, I always find a way to to do something. So because mm-hmm. yeah. Chelsea asked me to, hey, you know, can you make a mask? For you know, because she was going to dress like uh, Gabriel from Malignant, and I was like, "Yeah," knowing I never made one.
1: <laughs>
3: <That's> <laughs> but I, I asked her for her head dimensions and stuff like that because she said she was going to wear it, and I had to be, I had to figure it out. And it, yeah. it took me a minute, and I figured it out. And she saw it, and she just loved it. And then someone yeah, else I saw that one. and said hey can you make me one and it was a man so it was much bigger and used a lot more material but i had to make it lightweight and all this stuff so
2: well it turned out incredible it's beautiful like i i couldn't like i was watching it and when it came together at the end i was like you could put that on camera that is camera ready and it's just uh
3: clay because people think it's latex i i don't know how to use Mm -hmm. that it's all clay it's all everything is clay
0: and paper towels Amazing. Jeez, that's you made amazing. something for yourself for Halloween too, didn't you? Like one of the alien things.
3: Oh yeah. So uh,
0: <laughs> I got invited <laughs>
3: to James and Chelsea's Halloween party and I didn't want to buy anything because she was they were like on the invitation uh, highly encouraged to wear something. So that means don't come in the house unless you wear <laughs> right. I mean, I didn't say it like that, but anyway, but that's how I took it. And I was like, Oh, I don't want to walk in there. Nothing. And I, I didn't know what to wear. And, and funny story. I never dressed up for Halloween except twice as a kid. Oh, wow. wow. So, and then I never got invited to a Halloween party. So that was my first Halloween party ever.
1: What a good Aww. one though, I bet. Yeah, I no know. Yeah. <laughs> so
3: I was freaking out and, and I was and it was three weeks before and I didn't know what to wear. And I I you know, some pe- I know everybody was gonna dress up all just wild yeah. and fun. And I was like, I don't know. So I was like, you know what, I'll just make something. And I made that uh alien uh yeah, chest burster. Uh uh, (laughs) it's clay and paper towels yeah and wire Uh, so it's really light like you it's really it looks heavy Uh but it's really light and then (laughs) I had it burst out of the shirt and then I have a uh, face hugger the replica of the size so it was attached to my back Oh, that's so cool. So I just walked around like that. And I became the the talk of the
2: whole
1: party. I bet. <laughs> I
2: bet. It's so cool. That's the pictures are amazing. Super cool. That's super cool. And it's a good tactical choice because, like, the mistake is to go over the top and you have the stuff over your head and da, 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 da. But you were able and, to just, like, do your thing and look amazing. So that is, for someone who did not go to a lot of Halloween parties or trick or treat, uh, it was pretty impressive. <laughs> Thank All you. Right. Thank you. So uh, just so our listeners can kind of get your perspective. So when we're, we get into the review, they'll have an idea of where you're sort of coming from as a horror fan. What are some horror movies that you in particular love? There's so many, but. I know. I uh, know.
3: <laughs> that I love that. Oh, ooh, that's a tough one. Well, number one is the thing. Mm. I, I don't care mm-hmm. what I movie it. come out. The Thing always stays number one. Number two yeah. is Aliens.
2: Great movie. No one can Favorite
3: beat movie. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number three is The Conjuring. Now, after, oh, the, yeah. after Aliens, the, con- the rest are kind of like what really speaks to me, not just mm-hmm. how it scares me, right. which is The Conjuring. Uh, the, that was a deep story. Um, I loved Black Phone. I oh, cried yeah. my eyes out. I, I was <laughs> oh, snotting yeah. so bad. Yes. Uh, uh, that movie's the, great. Yeah. The <laughs> whole scene with him, with the kids trying to help him. I was a mess. You would have thought it was a funeral. Like I was <laughs> just passing out. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh-huh. that one, um, men. Ooh. Men, oh, a lot ooh. of people Enjoy. didn't didn't get men. I got ooh, it. I
2: like I like yeah. that. Movie. I got <laughs> it. You know,
3: I was in a relationship similar to that. I get mm. it. So, mm. and mm. it's funny because when I was when I went to go see that movie, I was with my soon to be ex.
0: Okay, at the time. were
3: you just looking so, over, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> well, I I that movie spoke to me as the. Re- what I don't I don't want to put my business out, but it it spoke yeah. to me in the way my relationship was going. Mm-hmm. So I tried to hold back tears, and it, it was Aww. it was tough. It was tough, but yeah, men.
1: Yeah,
2: ugh, just thinking about it, it was tough. But but yeah, that's pretty much. I mean. Those are great movies. Those are all ten out of ten for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite? You know, we focus on women, uh direct like horror movies that are specifically directed by women or co-directed mm-hmm. by women. Um, Do you have a favorite woman director? No, I do not. Oh, okay. I'm a. I don't have a favorite anybody. I know. Oh, <laughs> interesting.
3: No, like <laughs> okay. I people don't believe okay. So let me explain for people like what okay. So I love everything horror and it's jo- j- not just movies, I don't care if it's folklore, ghosts, paranormal, everything with it. I don't know. I, I it's I, you get it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, totally.
3: So it's, I don't have a specific. Person that I adore enough Mm -hmm. to defend everything they do or love, or I support everything, Mm -hmm. even the bad ones. Um, Eventually, (laughs) I'll watch them. Eventually, I'll watch them. But I support, like, because making because I went to film school. Okay, making a film is hard. Pitching, I I had to learn how to pitch. I had to learn how to produce, TV studio, um, story structure everything, a treatment. So it is hard and you fail and you triumph. So I understand. So I don't have a favorite anybody. I respect people's work, but there's no favorites in anyone. I love everything horror. I know it's kind of weird, but
2: no i like that answer that is fair (laughs) um are there any films or filmmakers you think people are sleeping on like you that you would want to highlight um like if you haven't seen this you really need to i want to say it's called antlers
3: Mm, oh mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. you don't really hear too much of people was complaining but i'm like i saw that movie twice and the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, this is interesting. The second time I sat and really looked at it and I was like, "Yeah, that movie's not about that thing or uh-uh. whatever. Right? Um, it's about trauma, abuse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it was, it was implied what happened to them, but she was, the character, she was saying, hey this is what happened to me, you know, and it was implied, it wasn't nice. And then the brother was like, what do you think happened to me? And it kind of mm-hmm. shut off, you know, move on. And she just kind of moved on. And I'm like, so what was happening to her? She took it hard by, you know, being an alcoholic and mm-hmm. he was hiding from it. But it mm. was similar what has happened. So you kind of get an idea. It wasn't, you know, it was yeah. probably something unpleasant. So I just <laughs> thought that was interesting, the representation of abuse. And what would you do if you knew a child was abused as a teacher mm-hmm. and, and you suffered the same thing? And she said, I know what it is because I went through that. So, she, you know, so there was always a an underlying story to that, that some people... I think it kind of went over their heads.
2: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no. I think right you're about right. About that. <laughs>
3: yeah. And and yeah. Nar- and uh, Men. I think those two men is about being with an abu- in an abusive relationship with a narcissist. Yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That movie. <laughs> the ending of that movie.
0: I love that movie. Yeah, I gotta
1: I rewatch that like
0: movie. So <laughs> it's <an> interesting one. <laughs> the visuals in that movie alone are fascinating. Oh, it really final act. Yeah,
3: because every man looked alike, except for I yeah one or two. But every man looked alike because it's all it was trying to say. All men are the same. That's what mm-hmm. was in her head.
0: Mm-hmm. Ugh, like, all
3: men, and I kind of and I believed that at some point in my life where I just felt yeah. like you you in a doggy dog relationship and then you yeah. look like everyone like that. Yeah. Even though it's, they're not like that, you do. So right. that's kind of what, what was going on with her.
2: Oh Yeah, that's such a great movie. We really need to revisit that one, Ariel. Like, <laughs> yeah, we do. Get into all the folklore <laughs> behind it. It's it. Yeah, that is a really, really good one. Awesome. Okay, so last question. Mm-hmm. We love horror. We watch tons of horror films. Um, And when you do that, it gets harder and harder to kind of get that feeling of being scared by a horror movie. But, like, it's not necessary for the experience, but it's so much fun. Mm -hmm. So we're always sort of, like, chasing that experience. So I'd love to know from you, as someone who also has watched a lot of horror movies, what was the last horror movie that really, really scared you?
3: (laughs) I got to think about that one. Oh, man. See, it's hard to scare me
0: yeah yeah I feel that way too <laughs> yeah
3: it, it 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 really is because i think for me i think it's life experience because I lived you know at a in a city where I saw someone get shot you know mm-hmm. their their brains yeah. were really out. I saw real life murder i saw oh. so so to me it's like that level of scaredness has to you know come a, come i don't know. <laughs> Beat that! Yeah. I guess it's weird. Yeah,
2: so, no, I mean, as... that's,
3: yeah, that's real. Yeah, for something scary, like something that scared me, yeah, wasn't I could I could tell you one movie. Mm-hmm. No, there's two movies that only scared me okay. ever. Okay, no, ever not even okay. Ever. okay, like ever, like I'm actually <laughs> I went under the covers as a, and I was an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Twice. Oh, I love Twice it. Twice happened. <laughs> one, the first one wasn't a movie, it was a TV show, Tells from the Crypt. It was Terror Vision. Oh. I don't know oh. what happened, but I was watching that. And it's about a guy who's like this loudmouth um reporter who takes his camera inside this haunted house where all these horrible murders happen. Uh-huh. And he's filming it live, and the van is outside, and um It's the same actor from Predator 2 that got socked in the face by Danny Glover's character. (laughs) But he had a real life uh, show where he was like Geraldo. I mean, he was very going out there in the field and really getting your face. But anyway, but yeah, he was walking through the second time he went in there and something happened. The camera's down. The camera gets picked up. He is walking, but the camera's behind him. So we're seeing the point of view of the camera. And then he walks in the room and he sees some feet dangling. Uh-huh. And then he realized um, it is his cameraman. Uh oh. And then he has the earpiece in his ear. And someone said, Well, who's holding the camera? oh that is scary it was was how it was done throughout the house it wasn't just right then it happened and so it freaked me out anything paranormal i just it just gets me but that got me i don't know what got me but i was scared Uh, the second the second movie oh um, that was a tv show but the movie to this day, I swear on it, called Dark Skies.
1: Where it, it's no.
3: kind of aliens meet poltergeist, almost. Yes, uh, I remember yeah, I this. Where With she Terry Russell, in, right? Yeah, when she yes! walked in the, the, the kitchen and the chairs were stacked up. and uh-huh. I don't know why that movie scared me. I watched it t- the first time it got me. That was the first time I seen it. The second time, it's still... I don't know. It still give me the heebie-jeebies that right. the <laughs> lights have to come on for a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but anything like not aliens, like the movie Alien or Predator yeah. or, or the blob yeah, or anything. It has it aliens like Esther real yeah. things, yeah, scare yeah. Me. And I saw Fire in the Sky when it came out in the theater. That <sighs> didn't
2: scare me. No, oh my god, that that scene on the ship is nightmare fuel. Yeah, (laughs) that That was very intense. (laughs) But see, I
3: grew up watching sightings and unsolved Mm -hmm. mysteries, like the first episodes, (laughs) not not in syndication. So Uh anything with aliens coming here, Area Fifty One, Roswell, some Mm -hmm. stuff like even there's even some episodes of X Files that are terrifying yeah like, yeah yeah i've seen every one of them all the uh-huh. way from the beginning when it came out in the early 90s on <laughs> even the movie i even saw the yeah. movie and even the the re one that they they came out only season one and two i didn't i didn't see the other one <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're like i've given this enough of my time
0: <laughs> yeah, i'm done now <laughs>
3: uh, but but other than that it was uh that that those are the only two I've never watched another movie ever made that's oh that scared that's me. crazy oh that's crazy never. yeah
2: I'm, they all used to scare me when I was a kid <laughs> I was terrified of them and so like when it went away I was like hey why don't I get scared well, I anymore? think it, it
3: just, well as a kid as an adult that was it as a kid it was Candyman yeah. because oh, yeah. when I was see Candyman I was like eleven or twelve I was about twelve. And then my sister played a trick on me. I'm in the shower. She cut off the lights. Say Candyman. Oh no! (laughs) Oh no! I was terrified. Stuff like that. I've seen the Deadly Spawn. I've seen Goonies. Like like that. You know, as a kid, those kind of scared me. But nothing now. Like, yeah nothing. as an
0: adult it's a lot harder to get yeah that life level is scary
2: scared. enough
3: You <laughs> walk outside and you could see aliens and
2: <laughs> terminators
0: <laughs> i mean
2: <laughs> we're doing our best to turn that chat and that chat what is it chat gpt or whatever we're trying to turn that thing into a terminator <laughs> and then you
3: see those figures the, like those uh those like machines that run and the dogs, yeah, they, they like, that dogs one is wrong, so scary. scary. Yeah. Yeah, I, if you look at the recent ones that I've seen, oh my goodness, they they like lift things, they like play chess. They're, yeah. they're they just walk around. You push them and they stumble and dance. I'm like, one was twerking. I said, like, you know what? That's too much. Jeanette
2: is here. Yeah,
1: they've gone too far. <laughs> is here. Is here.
2: <laughs> I love it. I mean, I hate it, but I love it. I hope
3: I am dead and gone yeah. because right, I yeah. cannot be living fighting. Yeah. Let me go machines. in Judgment
2: Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let mm-hmm. me be on that fence. Like. <laughs> 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 awesome. Awesome. All right. Great. Well, um, what do you say we get into our review? Ariel, once again, we may have some new listeners. Um, Can you let our listeners know what our spoiler policy is here on More Deadly?
0: Yeah, so eventually we're going to spoil this whole movie. But first, I'm going to tell you about the director and a little bit about the movie. And then we'll give you some sort of general thoughts, whether we think this one's worth checking out. And then we'll give you another warning and let you know when. We're going full spoiler, because we want to talk about the ending, or at least I do.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to need to talk about a lot of things in this movie. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> I'm still uh, processing. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're talking about Piggy, directed by Carlotta Pareda, and you can watch that one on Hulu, or you can rent it just about anywhere. So if you're bothered by spoilers, I would say jump off and go watch it and then come back. And if you... Are uh, turned off by subtitles because you think like eh, I don't really feel
2: like reading it, or you like to be a little more passive in your watching. Hulu actually has a dubbed version, so you can pick your own oh, gotcha. adventure on that one. Like if you wanna you wanna go for the subtitles and get the original performances, great. If you wanna look at your phone and half watch the movie and hear it dubbed, is available for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. So tell me a little bit about uh, Carlotta and the making of this. All right, so Carlotta Pereira is a Spanish director and screenwriter from Madrid. She studied film at SCAM, also known as the Madrid Film School, and then started her career as a screenwriter and script supervisor for Spanish TV shows. Apparently, she was really good at that. She did it for a while. And then her first foray into directing was with a short film called *Los Rubias that she both wrote and directed. And then next, in 2018, she wrote and directed her second short called Cerdita, which Piggy, the movie we're talking about today, is actually based on. Apparently, the first about 15 minutes of Piggy are basically the short film. I could see that. Like, does it end with, like, the waving kind of thing? Yes. Oh, okay. (laughs) That makes perfect sense. It has a slightly different, like, the thing that he throws out of the truck is different. But other than that, it's, like, pretty much the same. And it also stars Lauren Galan, who plays Sarah in the feature-length version. Oh, Okay. So after that, she wrote and directed another horror short in 2022 called There Will Be Monsters, also starring Lauren Galan. And then during this time, she also starts directing for television. But then in 2021, she co-directs her first feature length film, a horror movie called The Devil's Tale, which apparently is a ghost story set in an old hospital which makes me want to watch it because I like that. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. Then in 2022, Piggy premiered at Sundance. It was her first feature length film that she wrote and directed solo without a co-director. She had a 2.5 million euro budget and shot the film in Extremadura, Spain. And the director has said that it's a very poor, more remote area in Spain, that trains don't really go there. There's only one bus that you can take to other cities, and it only comes once a month. So it's like pretty oh removed from bigger cities. That um, feels like time travel. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> she says um, she said in a couple of interviews that it's starting to change. Like I guess they've gotten a new supermarket that's moved into the area, and Carlotta, the director, was really interested in this change because she said that when like, tradition butts up against modern capitalism, there's often violence attached to it. Um, Okay. Yeah. -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. she was also inspired... I know, that's... Sorry, that was a little (laughs) dark. I mean, Uh, we're gonna get dark today. Right? (laughs) This movie is not, like, a light, breezy
2: romp through Spain.
0: (laughs) No. So, um... She says that she was inspired by a few other films, including Who Can Kill a Child, um, a French film called Stranger by the Lake, and The Texas Chainsaw mm. Massacre. But she mm. also drew inspiration from Claire Denise's Trouble Every Day, which is actually the movie we just reviewed. We on just last watched week's that. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she said that the way that Denis' film talked about body and desire really inspired her for this film. I baby. could see that. I could see yeah, that. Totally. Yeah, Totally. Uh So they shot this film in Pano and then turned it into a 4-3 aspect ratio because she wanted to be able to focus in on the human body and have the film feel claustrophobic. But she Mm. also wanted the aspect ratio to remind adults of their childhood, kind of a nostalgic thing, but also Mm. to remind young people of Instagram, which I thought was really interesting. Oh, that is interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Because... In Piggy, the main character is bullied both in person and online. And in interviews, she's talked about how bullying has gotten worse with the advent of social media.
2: Oof, worse than it was when we were growing up. That's pretty bad. I, mean,
0: I cannot imagine if social media had been around when I was like in high school. You know? Like I think Thank MySpace started right God. about the time I was graduating. Yeah. But ooh, I can't.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that it would be awful. Been grim. Grim, bleak, bleak. And I would have put (laughs) so many things on there that I would regret. (laughs) Regret, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So when talking to Roger Ebert.com, she said, quote, that's one thing that changed from my days when I was bullied. Now they're bullying continuously online. So there really is no safe space. You go home and the bullying continues online, and you're basically surrounded by a world that becomes smaller and smaller. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. So even though she was bullied when she was growing up, she actually wrote Piggy not about her own experience being bullied, but about her own personal experience with being silent while other people were being bullied. She says Mm. she's more haunted by those experiences than when she was bullied herself. That
2: makes sense. That makes sense. Like sometimes that is even worse, especially I think there's a character in this that like really represents that Mm -hmm. sort of liminal space (laughs) that is, you know, not great. I can see
0: why things happen the way that they do. Absolutely. (laughs) So to prepare for this movie, she did a lot of research into the victims of bullying. She even talked to people from the village where they filmed so that she could hear firsthand their own experiences being bullied there in a small town. Some Mm. of the scenes in the movie have the main character wearing a bikini while she's being tormented in this small village. So Carlotta, before filming this, really had deep conversations with Laura Galan, the actor about the scenes before they shot them so that she could make sure that she felt really comfortable filming those mm-hmm. scenes. Mm-hmm. And she said that the crew was largely made up with made up of women and that that was a good thing. Cause it really helped to create that safe space for the actor. Mm. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Wow. So disappointment media asked her why she was interested in exploring body image in her film. And she said this quote, I guess because I'm a woman, and you know you're always judged by the way you look from the moment you're born, basically. Of course, it happens with men as well, but we women, it's especially in your face, and I always struggle with that. That we should be judged by our looks before anything else, and it's always something that has enraged me all my life for some reason. I think I know there's some reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I might know the reason. <laughs> right. <laughs> so she is currently in pre-production on her next feature film, a horror movie awesome. called The Hermitage. Sadly, hmm. she's keeping super quiet about what it's about. In interviews, people kept asking her and she will not answer. So we'll just have to wait to find out. <laughs> Any word of Sarah? Sarah, what is her name?
2: Sarah Galan?
0: Lauren Laura Golan. Golan,
2: is any word if she's gonna be in it because no, I a, she, she will not say anything now.
0: about it and it's not on her IMDB yet, so I have no idea. Wow. So we'll so secretive. I know. <laughs> it was very I'm sure we'll be covering it, it when must, it comes out.
3: I feel like it probably shot here <laughs> to be the oh. secret.
0: Yeah, right? that's interesting. Um, I don't know, right. I, I'm
3: just looped. guessing. But mm-hmm. usually when I hear something like that, it's it's shot. It's an I mean, it's not necessarily shot here, but it's going to be an American, yeah. I don't know, something. It could be
0: because a lot of international directors, they'll get a little bit more money and somebody will give Mm -hmm. them a script, you know, production company over here. So Mm -hmm. it could be.
2: Which would be great. Yeah. I mean, I just want to see her do things because I think she's a really interesting filmmaker. This movie is really interesting. Yeah. Awesome. So let's get into our non-spoiler thoughts about this film. But I, first and foremost, uh, I would Trace, I would love to know what made you decide on this one for us. Because you picked this one, which is very, I'm glad that you picked it. I'm just curious why it stood out to you and you wanted to cover this one.
3: Uh, it stood out to me because, you know, I f- was Sarah growing right. up. I was extremely bullied and it wasn't like, oh, you're fat. or No, it was, I was punched, kicked. Dragged. Oh my God. I was I was bully bullied. <laughs> yeah. Um almost 13 reasons why bullied. I mean, I was bullied to the Ugh. point of didn't want to be here. And I was oh um people called me fat, they would call me monkey, gorilla. I mean, I was mm. told horrible things. Thank goodness social media wasn't, because yeah. mm, that would have been terrible. So it just it just spoke to me because I'm extremely extremely ashamed of my body even today so I've never worn a bathing suit from back uh, probably when I was a little girl very tiny or something but yeah. yeah so yeah I just it just makes sense and then you always have that feeling in the back of your mind like revenge revenge you know <laughs> yeah
1: but, you know, or
3: karma but the way the karma happened it's like if it went down like that, would you, would you not say nothing,
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know?
3: And I've had people who I thought were my friends, as soon as the bully comes around, they're on their side because they Mm -hmm. don't want to be bullied. Right. And they would leave me hanging. So that scene when she was at the pool, similar happened to me in real life, but on a playground. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it, it sucks. So it it was just like to see it cuz you don't see too many movies. Right. With that way of thinking like just play out as a
2: horror. Yeah, it spoke. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I get that <laughs>
0: yeah. for sure.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, so let's get into your thoughts about this. What did you think of Piggy the first time that you saw it? What what were your feelings about this film?
3: Now, like you said there is dubbed. I highly recommend don't yeah i mean unless you just have to because i tried to watch the dub and the the way it's talking is not how they're feeling in the film right they're right. just saying the words and i think ha- just reading you know mm-hmm. and not listening to the dub really helps in the because mm-hmm. it's actually them acting and talking yeah. just just put the net out there <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, and the acting my, is
3: really good too. So you'd yeah.
1: miss
3: out on that with the dub. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It really throws you off because when I was watching, I was like, that's not how she said it. Like <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it, the first impression it was just dark. I mean, from the get-go, I mean, from her parents, from the mm-hmm. her friend, quote unquote, yeah. that was supposed to be on her side and the bullying and, you know, there's that guy you like, but you know, you cannot go there because yeah, you just, you just know you can't. And that sense of loneliness, um, you want someone to understand you. Uh, you want to be heard, you know, having yeah. a, a parent that is just, just yeah. so rude to you. I mean, and just does not respect your boundaries and, and then you have that one parent that's just like, tough luck, don't even want to stick up for you, like mm-hmm. they should. Right. And and then that part where you have those thoughts of, oh man, you know, I, I don't wish anything bad on my enemy, but <laughs> 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 I mean, it, you're, it, it, it really morality into that, like. Like would you something because of the way right. they treat you, and all the way to the end, and then then it's like you meet someone. There, it was just should I? But but they they make me feel so loved. But yeah. you know what they're doing,
2: right? Yeah.
3: But they're doing it for you, and for and yeah, the first so time, yeah, for the first time you feel alive. You feel wanted, needed uh uh-huh. even though it's not the right way to do it you know but they are doing what you want them to do i mean it, it's yeah it's really touch and go and like i said i experienced so much bullying at that time in my life that you know i was a teen or whatever but i i never met anybody that would you know accept me <laughs> the way that I should be accepted but but that's another conversation but anyway so yeah this movie just touched parts of me that very deep
2: yeah totally how about you Ariel what did you think of Piggy
0: yeah um, (laughs) it's a hard watch it's a really hard watch especially those first 20 minutes of the film um, there were points at which I wanted to stop the movie. Like I had to make myself not because it was so hard to watch what she was going through. Mm. I was bullied as a teenager, not to the level that you were just talking about, I trees, but um, more like verbal and like psychological warfare that teenagers are so deft at uh, <sighs> that make your life absolutely miserable. Um, and so I found it, really hard to watch that stuff but i understand why the filmmaker included it and i even understand why so much of it is in the film because you have that first 20 minutes it's really hard but throughout the entire film she is continually bullied by her family and by the people in that town and it feels very real and it feels important to show it Mm -hmm. but it's just Mm -hmm. like you gotta know going in that it's a hard watch you know Mm -hmm. i knew almost i knew nothing about this both when I went in, I knew that it was about bullying, and I had seen the poster where she's drenched in blood. And so I had assumed that what I was watching was going to be a straight revenge movie. What mm. we got is actually something really different. And I both appreciate it and appreciate the directions that it went in and the choices that it made at the end. But I also was hoping to get a little more of the catharsis that you get at the end of a revenge movie. I'm sure we'll yeah. talk about that in the the spoiler section, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought it was really good. It's so well acted. It's really well directed. I think the characters and the town are super well drawn. So you feel like you're really, you know, enmeshed in it. And there's like oddly dark humor in it too. Oh, yeah. That's really fun. So I don't know. Yeah. I I, I liked it, but I think it's like a tough one to tell people to watch
2: <laughs> yeah i could see that i could see that i think maybe i'm a little dead inside because i <laughs> i wasn't quite as traumatized even though i was definitely bullied as a kid i mean being a teenage girl is like in a, being in an emotional saw film you know like it yeah, I mean. is just brutal traps everywhere you go <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, I think you guys have touched on a lot of the things that I really connected with about this. Um, and I would just sort of add to that that how beautiful and sun-drenched the film is. I was a little bit distracted. I because I found Laura galan so beautiful.
1: Yeah that I found myself
2: really just looking at her. I think her body is beautiful and stunning and like everything, her hair, her face, like seeing her like rendered lovingly in that bikini in the pool. All like if you turn the sound off, I don't know that I've seen images of a woman with her body displayed and like visually celebrated the way that this film does. And I, I found her arresting. Um, My heart broke for her for sure, especially in the stuff around. We've talked about the mean girls and the bullies in town, but like to me, the most insidious stuff is what's happening at home with With the mother. I think. Yeah. I, I wonder about Carlotta's own lived experience because she nails that aspect of it so well. Um, And the way that the mother is sort of portrayed with this duality of both, being one of the cruelest figures in her life and the only one who will v- literally violently stand up for her yeah. is super complicated. Um, and I, like I said, I don't think I've ever really seen it portrayed that way. I think the psychology of that is really, really complex. I think it's interesting the directions that they took with, with the dynamic between her and the killer. I think there is... I I, w- I think I was expecting a more romantic connection. And this movie uh, like deftly avoids the romance aspect of it. Like I think there is a power that she is drawn to that I think is uh, probably for someone who was so disempowered into that point would be incredibly alluring. But the movie doesn't stray into like weird sexualizing of violence um, mm. stuff in a way that I thought was kind of like there is – I mean there's obviously implied sexual violence in this but I don't think that it leans into that. Um I think that just comes from like contextual information that we have is like of how the world works as opposed to what's displayed on the screen. Um because it's far far more interested in the internal life of Sarah. But yeah, I thought this movie was super super interesting and beautiful and like I said I'm completely obsessed with the lead actor
0: and I really <laughs> hope she's <laughs> in the next movie. <laughs> yeah, me too.
2: So
3: Sarah, I felt like the guy, the killer, was like um, I don't know. You ever like he was the the golem.
1: Mm-hmm. If you get oh, what I'm saying,
3: yeah. Like she had to have some kind of connection, and then she learned yeah. throughout like who he was, and he was like, "I'll do your bidding without saying yeah. it." Yeah, yeah, that's um, actually a really good yeah. point. So yeah, that was the only. I think sexual connection that was because there was one moment where she went into the room by herself and you know, she, you know, took the little stuffed animal and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) 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 And and then you saw what she was thinking about. Yeah. Right. Like we saw like, Oh, it was whatever she was watching on her little phone, but really then we saw her thoughts. She was thinking of that connection that she had when the guy touched her.
0: Right, yeah so, they definitely have that moment where there's heat and chemistry between them mm-hmm. when he touches her. well, and their she's experiencing faces are so being close. desired,
2: yeah absolutely. yeah, yeah, she's uh-huh. been
3: bullied and talked about and called fat and and just disgusting, and her her mom uh, it's yeah. just uh, she's on one or something, but, <laughs> but then to meet someone who. You know, he's dangerous. You know that, but yeah. he did something for you because it's yeah. for you. It doesn't matter what he did, he did it for you. Right. Yeah. And I won't harm you yeah. because I stopped those people from doing what they did. And who, as a teen, that is yeah. something when you're just severely bullied and just people look at you as disgust and disrespect. Yeah. But to have this natural golem that would do anything for you,
2: that that's,
3: that's erotic in itself.
2: Yes. So, yeah, I think sure. you're right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sort of like a fantasy that you have when you're in a situation like her where like you want revenge so badly. Mm-hmm. To see it come to life in that way would be very, you would have very complicated feelings about it. And I think that that definitely comes through in this. Um, So I guess the question is, would you recommend, before we get into the deep spoilers, would you recommend that people go check out Piggy?
3: Yes. um, Mm -hmm. I would definitely watch uh, this. Don't watch it with the dubbing, like, please, like, try. <laughs> I'm telling you, because they're using uh, American voices or something. I don't know. Yeah. And it, the dialect to that doesn't match the actions at yeah. all. Like, it, you just can't. It takes you away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> please watch the, the undubbed version. But yeah, I would highly recommend, <laughs> I would highly recommend uh, watching this and, and also have an open mind. Because yeah. you will see a woman uh, naturally thick, mm-hmm. not in a fat suit, right? And oh, that's God. a big difference. Yeah, in the, yeah thank God. And <laughs> the feeling of the character, because when she's running, she's jiggling. When she's sitting down, you see the rolls, and uh-huh. and I think that makes it so authentic, yeah, and, and real. And you feel for her. If she was in a fat suit, you know, she's in a fat suit. I don't think the yeah. feelings would be exact.
0: Totally agree. Um,
3: but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, as soon as I saw her and then when I saw her in the bikini, I was like hats off to you, sister, because <laughs> they had to have make her comfortable yeah. to show a body that the world find repulsive.
0: Yeah. I think that's one of the things that's so great about the way this movie is filmed, like Rachel was saying earlier, is that a lot of times when you have that body type on screen, especially in a horror movie, it's like maybe the aggressor and you see them being gross and like dirty Mm -hmm. shirt and things like that. Or a joke. Or, yeah, a joke. Or, or a joke absolutely it's like one or the other and here mm-hmm. she's like a fully realized character You, they're not covering her up with like a t-shirt over her bathing suit or like baggy clothes drapey clothes later like you can really get to see her body and it's kind of celebrated and the way that it's filmed it's like you're repulsed by the people around her the yeah. camera isn't repulsed by her she is shown as beautiful do you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's like very mm-hmm. different yeah. than a lot of mm-hmm. horror movies this is the hey, that, movie the whale thinks it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: well, I mean that's uh, there were details to show how she felt about herself. She would go yeah, to the yeah. pool by herself. Yeah. She did. I, I felt like she wasn't necessarily ashamed of herself because she got to. I think she got to the point where. This is me. There's nothing I could do, and then yeah. you see how she got like that way. Because when she's under stress, she eats. Yeah, and she mm-hmm. secretly eats because you know when when she was trying to eat, her mom caught her. You know, here you know here's a salad. You know,
2: yeah, you're not going to well, eat,
3: they're... especially when yeah. she was buying some. This I don't know little snack pastry or
1: something.
3: Yeah. yeah pastry and even the 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 cashier was like you're gonna get those i like just I completely shamed her
1: mm-hmm. it's
3: like and so you see that point where the killer was like no nah, i'm getting these i'm getting these and then I he. Know. i just thought That moment when he sets
0: it on her knee, I was like,
3: See, I would need a man like that, but he could
0: leave the killer part. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Right. I know that that cake part where he puts it on her knee, I was like, Oh, it's so sad that he's off like murdering people because this is really (laughs) Also, the fact that he's a grown man and she's like 16 is not
1: optimal. And
0: I think that's kind of why they didn't
3: do the sexual part so much because I'm like,
2: "Mm." Thank you. We don't need that. But but I get it though, As as a
3: teen, you yeah. know, the teen heart throbs and yeah, stuff like that. Most of them are grown or whatever. Sure. It's like it's it could be implied as a fantasy, and I think that's yeah. where the stuffed animal came into. But if he was sneaking up in the room, it'd be a total different movie.
2: Different yeah. feeling. Yeah.
3: So yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, I think that the, the yeah, there was a lot of like really smart choices in this because it allows you to engage with some like different ideas that would be obscured mm-hmm. if that if that were the case. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I would I would recommend this. I mean, I understand that my barometer is a little broken in terms of like intensity of films because of all the things that I've seen. But I think for the content, like the bullying is hard. The violence for some people might be too much. There's a little more dead animal than I would have liked. But um, there there are little moments in this that get at a fat experience. Um that I have not really seen elsewhere. I've heard it talked about uh, a lot by, especially people who have that lived experience, like the people being like, are you sure you want to have that snack? Um, those, the the mother who's like pretty much abusing her with food, with a diet, all those kinds of things I don't think are often shown because they require you to be in the experience of a fat person and oftentimes That is not something that filmmakers are interested in telling those stories and they're not interested in telling them from the perspective and by through the vehicle of an actual fat person. So like that in and of itself makes elevates this movie to a must watch for me, even though the content is rough. Like everybody should watch this movie. I
0: agree. This is
2: just a recommend for me. All right. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to give you guys the synopsis. Yes. Yeah. And, and this is your chance to jump off. If you have not seen this yet, you've heard our thoughts. We all obviously think that you should go and watch the subtitled version of this that is available <laughs> on Hulu. <laughs> if you don't have Hulu, <laughs> rent it on up. You'll have a good, well, you'll have a, a very complex and interesting time. All right. You've had time. You mm-hmm. found your phone. You hit pause. We are now in the spoiler zone. Okay. So Sarah is a young, fat, But extremely beautiful, in my opinion, girl, who is the target of all of the bullies in her small town. Um, They torment her by calling her piggy, I assume, because she works in a butcher shop, which, I, like I said, a lot of dead animals in this. One day (laughs) she meets a man at a pool who witnesses the bullying. Later, when she's running home after they've taken her clothes and hidden them from her, um, seeing her run in a bikini was She's beautiful. I'm just going to say that. Anyway, she sees him and in his van, and then she sees the girls who are bullying her. And it's not like a hangout in the van kind of situation. has, turns out he is a serial killer. Rather than go to the police, uh they they kind of have this moment where he gives her back a towel so that she can, you know, comfortably cover herself and go home. Um, and a and a moment sort of and a bond sort of forms between them. I guess that's essentially when he becomes her golem, which I I had not thought of, and I absolutely love that. Yeah, love that metaphor. She she doesn't call the police and he begins kind of picking off the people who are unkind to her. And like, the relationship kind of develops. The town becomes increasingly suspicious that she knows something. Um, in the end, he attempts to kind of take this relationship to a new level because he this connection is two ways. And he tries to recruit her. But it doesn't really work. She turns <laughs> on him, kills him, and ends up saving her bullies, which I thought was an interesting choice. So we'll talk about that, I'm sure. The end. That is, yeah. that is Piggy. That's the movie. All right. That is the movie. All right. So I'm going to turn it back to you. Tell me now that you can say whatever you want, any part of the movie, any thoughts that you have. Wh- let's talk some more about Piggy.
3: Oh my god, there's so many things. I did the mother. I know. Okay, yeah. there it's a lot. There was something you said earlier about the mom, um, but I, I personally was it how she
2: protects her and is also her like worst bully, or the abusing yeah. with food.
3: Yeah, like I said, this film really spoke to me in so many ways because, you know, I was bullied at school and bullied at home by my mm-hmm. sister. So mm-hmm. I didn't have a place to to run and hide or anything like that. And the same sister that bullied me was the same person that did nice things. Mm-hmm. So wow. I okay. completely understood you know, there's nowhere for her to go. There's nothing you could do. You just have to take it and learn to adjust. And, and she, she knew how her mom was. Um, so it was just something that she had to endure her whole life. It was just a natural thing. Like on the the outsider be like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. But to her, it was just, that's mom. And even the dad was like, that's your mom like you know what your mom is going to say i'm like and you're the man (laughs) he's somewhat afraid i don't think he's afraid let me take that back i don't think he's afraid he just don't want to hear the drama because what her attitude
1: yeah yeah,
3: he he just mm, you know whatever that and i completely understood the relationship between her and the killer because like i said i believe it was like finally someone is sticking up for her even though it's all the wrong reasons and she see it's the wrong reasons but i want you to hurt like you hurt me you know it's not necessarily i want you to like get brutally murdered but it, it was just
1: mm-hmm. you got to
3: feel the pain and even there was a point where You know, the town was trying to figure out what what happened at the pool. And she even turned to her mom and said, you know, I get bullied all the time. You never help. You never protect me. Yeah. You know, and yeah, but but she never said who this killer was because she she appreciated that he was doing what he wanted for her. And Mm -hmm. I felt like. She never really told him to stop until. She was there, but she even then she didn't say she kind no, of it was had just about to her
0: brother. I think was the only yeah. time mm-hmm. she kind of ever stopped, him. yeah. When she was like, No,
1: yeah, <laughs> not, not the baby brother, brother. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But
0: even that
3: whole scene from at the end where they, you know, they were just hanging, <laughs> or things, yeah. just hanging. Um, she got what she wanted, she got revenge, and then she even had to help hurt someone to free someone. Mm
1: -hmm. Like it
3: was just all these many, there was all these things that she had to do. And then that decision to get rid of the one thing that she felt welcome, loved, you Mm -hmm. know, that was hard for her, but she had no choice. But I think she found redemption. She found Mm -hmm. a sense of purpose. She felt, beautiful. She felt all this thing because now it's like they're in debt to her. She helped them. She's looked, she never, she's never seen as a part of that moment where she could have said something. Mm -hmm. No, she's going to look as the hero who found these kids, you know, the ones that were living. Um, because when she got on that bike and rode away with the guy that she, absolutely had a crush on you could just see her that freedom (laughs) of you know that she let in the wind ripping her hair and Mm -hmm. she's just it was just like it was such a romantic ending such a from such a horrible time Mm
1: -hmm.
3: but yeah that
0: yeah the (laughs) the ending i felt like super mixed about because as i was saying before part of me was like the the bullying the tormenting was so heinous and so constant <laughs> that I just wanted her to kill all of them and then burn the whole town to the ground. By the yeah, you know? I, was like, I, I thought she was ended. going to do it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. I came away appreciating what the filmmaker did. She wrote the script too. So this is like really, you know, her vision. Um, because, like you were saying, you know, she had this connection with the killer. And I think you know, in large part, because he's the only person who showed her any kind of kindness and like understanding and basically the entire movie. Um, so I get why there was that connection. And so when she finally kills him, and that scene is great. It's brutal. And she's like letting out all of her like rage and anger. But then she's like heartbroken when he's actually dead. I thought that was so interesting. It made yeah. so much sense for her character, uh, where she was at that point in time. And then with the girls that, you know, have been kidnapped by him and are hanging in this, I think it's an abandoned slaughterhouse, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like, even, even at the end, when they need to be saved, because there's a literal serial killer that's about to kill them. It's like, they can't help but bully her still. She calls her piggy. She calls her piggy when she needs her help. And I think that I don't know it's it's almost like there was this mirror thing happening where during that pool scene you got to see her friend Claudia who's supposed to be her friend but then is silent for it and Sarah is asking her like please help me get me out of this because these girls are like basically about to drown her in the freaking pool. Um, and she doesn't, but then there's Claudia hanging in the slaughterhouse in the end asking her for help and asking her, like, why didn't you say anything? And it's like, well, why didn't you say anything? You know, right. when you <laughs> had the chance. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I just think I really like that <laughs> aspect of it. And so again, part of me was like, please shoot these women, you know? But <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, maybe that doesn't make me a very good person, but I no. just like I was like so mad at that point. Yeah. Um, I think that goes under the, like, bad in real life, but cathartic right.
2: in fictional in, in form. Film.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, the, but the like- film
3: started end the slaughter and end it in the slaughter. Right. Oh, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Totally. So the beginning we see her in the slaughter and then you see the kids go in there and they're repulsed by it. Like they're taking photos of her. They just think she's like gross and telling their friends. But then they end up being, you know, hanging there like a piece of meat. And she is on the other side of should I save and should I not? And she, yeah. I know, even though it's like, the you know, we wanted them to go, but it, it's like, I am bigger than you. I am a bigger yeah. person than you. And yeah. I'm not going to let you, you know, get me. But they suffered. I mean, they're hurt. You know, poor girl. Oh, for sure. Hand is gone. Suffer. I mean, <laughs> yeah, think, yeah, they all messed up. So it's yeah. not
0: like... Yeah, they didn't get off scot-free, I see what you're saying.
3: Yeah, yeah, they, she shot the girl. She shot her in her hand, right? Or was I? trying yeah, to... Yeah, it happened, yeah, like, she...
0: in the struggle, I think, yeah, yeah, her hand got shot off, but it was very poignant because her, her friendship bracelet fell off when that Yeah, happened,
3: yeah. which I thought was um, nice. Yeah, of. so they, they didn't walk out of there with just a scratch. I mean, they, they <laughs> right. really suffered, right. but it's going to go down in the town, that she helped save them. So no That's matter true. what they do. She. She's going to have the town behind her. She's going to. Mm. She save them. And then you got the boy that just thinks. That's like, interesting. You know he learned who she was. He's like no no no. I don't really. <laughs> you know it's just pictures. But it's like he sees. He's going to see her for what she is. And I think writing off. You know, regardless of what people think at the end, I think it was such a beautiful scene of writing off Mm -hmm. with the person that now is the new, possibly the new guy that sees her like the one she had to kill. Oh, I hope Hmm. so.
0: That's interesting. I mean, I think what, what works about the ending, even though it maybe didn't go the way I expected it to, is that she really didn't allow herself to turn into the animal that they all thought she was, you know? Yeah. And in the end, she has, you know, she takes back her agency and like kills this for the first time. For the first time, for the first time, she makes a
2: decision. Yeah, and like even though we wanted to see her take them out, she made a choice to let them go. And there's power in that. I do. I'm glad to see her right off with that guy because honestly, it was the subtlest thing. But the thing that stung the most watching all of the cruel things that she endured in this. Was there's a moment where he's talking to her and like they're having a moment and they're smoking, I don't know, I think it's weed, might be a cigarette. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> and you see him see other people see them together, and he gets embarrassed and like yeah. he's like, oh, let's let's move on. He's ashamed to be seen with her. And of all like the other stuff is so like over the top and bombastic, and it's and it's bullying. That subtle thing for some reason cut the deepest. So I kind of feel like, yes, yeah, she rides off with him but she's too good for him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, she deserves somebody who is proud yeah, to be but seen I think, with her beautiful self.
3: I think it's it's that thing of she wanted him.
1: Yeah. She would look yeah. at him. You're right. I mean, she yeah. got
3: to leave with him, regardless of if she keeps him around or mm-hmm. she tells him to get lost or whatever, but she yeah. got that moment in her life yeah, where you're she right. got the the guy like i don't know if you've seen starship troopers when dizzy mm-hmm. was dying mm-hmm. in the ship and then he was like holding her and yeah. she said you know she was like i'm dying and then the part where uh she said it's okay cuz i got to have you because she's been trying to get him that entire time yeah. and that was the moment that she could you know pass away because she uh-huh. had that and i think That's also what happened in Piggy, you know, she got to be with the guy that she liked, even though it may never go anywhere else. She got Mm -hmm. that moment of her time. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would do the same thing. I mean, if I saw, <laughs> if I saw Keanu Reeves over there you know, <laughs> get on his bike for a moment, Woo! even though I would never talk to him again, I'm going to enjoy the
2: ride. <laughs> <of his bike. laughs> I love it. So. I love Keanu. He's the best. I can't wait for John Wick. That's this weekend, I think. Oh, is it already yeah. here? Awesome. Oh, I can't wait. I think the 24th. Know. Okay, so this coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that should I, be I another mostly.
3: conversation. <laughs> <laughs> not, to, not to put it out there, but just for for and giggles, I was piggy with that bear watching John Wick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. <laughs> I love it. You can it. remove that
3: if you want. Leave we'll leave that up to you. <laughs> I really
0: didn't have a bear, but you know. I did like the realism of that scene though, because I know a lot of girls, that's how they start masturbating at that young age. And Mm -hmm. I, I really appreciated that they added that in. I also loved the little back and forth between her and her little brother about the computer Oh my god! Like I'm going to tell mom and dad you're watching porn if you don't give it to me. She's like, and the little boy's like, you watch porn? I've seen. (laughs) She's like, "Mm, damn it! it. That's that's,
3: that's one other thing I like about this film. It it touch on things that people are ashamed of, our bodies, you know, things that we watch and and family secrets and bullying. Mm -hmm. You don't see that often. I think the thirteenth. Whatever. What was that? Thirteen reasons why. Yeah. Oh, I mean that—that <laughs> that was deep. But it didn't touch on it as, like, what if you're bullied because of this? You know, yeah. you can't hide this, and you hear it often. Oh, my daughter was bullied. My son was bullied. But why were they bullied? Let's look at what being bullied, and no yeah. matter how beautiful. You know, her sitting at the pool and the glistening, the way she shot it, just showed her she's beautiful. But to the eyes of those out there, she's hideous. And you're trying, as an audience, why? I mean, I don't see anything wrong with her, but everyone else does. And that's the reality that you have to... It's it's there. Yeah. That you have to face, and it's sad. But mm-hmm. I I really like that she didn't make her this victim victim. Like it's like she hides in a corner and and cries in a closet and cutting mm-hmm. herself and all this stuff. I hate my body. Right. I hate no I, because not all the time that happens right. that way. It's just she's sneaking yeah. and eating, and there's people who sneak and eat.
1: And yeah, because of yeah.
3: stress and stuff. So that's why she is big and people put her down, but she can't help it. Right. It's a really right. sad horror movie um, if you look at it as a whole, but mm-hmm. it's more realistic about how it is living in a life of abuse. It doesn't have to be beatings, yes. it could be right. verbal. And, yeah, and- absolutely. That I think verbal cuts deep than, oh, a, yeah. than someone taking a belt to you. I don't care what anyone yeah. says. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, especially when it's coming from your family, like your mom.
3: Yeah, oh, um, she, she, internalized was the
0: worst. Right.
3: she was open, <laughs> yeah. She was
0: open the shower and just look at her I like know, disgust.
3: And she wasn't even finished. <laughs> and (laughs) and just like didn't care because she doesn't respect her daughter she just thinks her daughter is disgusting and a slob she look at her she needs to get outside and get some air just like she's telling us she thinks her daughter's repulsive and fat and needs to do
0: something the
3: whole time without saying it yeah right i, I love, love that moment when beautiful.
0: sarah finally like screams at her mom you know mm-hmm. uh, she's like you're fat <laughs> like, <I was> like, <laughs> oh yeah what could yeah, have I gone
3: horribly wrong is if the killer decides uh like she stopped from her brother but yeah. was she stopped from her mom no mm-hmm.
2: you I, don't so? I don't know i don't know I mean I that relationship is so fraught, where the brother <laughs> is like one of the few positive relationships in her life. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. I mean, I would like to believe that she would, but I also would like kind of get it if she didn't.
3: <laughs> I think that was a decision. I think that was a decision of the director not to do that, because as a mm-hmm. as an audience, we would have been like, "Why didn't she? She's horrible. yeah, we jump ship.
2: Yeah, yeah."
0: yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But also if she did, then as an o- some audience members might have kind of turned against her, you know, yeah. that she is the monster.
2: If she had yeah. been
0: cool with him, just like slaughtering her mother.
2: Right. Which like, I, think I get you know, that. Decision, she can't come but... back at the end. She yeah. can't have the end that she has if she had, you know. So I think that for us to get to the place where we end up, she couldn't have let him kill her mom. Yeah, even just though... from like a screenwriting
0: perspective. Yeah. Like
2: maybe uh like a we could have like a fantasy moment and then it cuts back and was like, <laughs> well, it
1: <laughs> would just
2: It would have been
3: interesting if the if the killer got to her mom before she was, you know, could get to stop it or she just come home to that happening and it's like, Well, will she say anything? Because if she says something, then it looks like she knows about the bullies, too. Then it's like she's an accessory. She'll go down. Yeah. That would have been an interesting turn if
0: that happened.
3: I mean, Mm -hmm. we get a
0: little bit of that because, like, he's beaten the mom and she's, like, reaching out and, like, calling for Sarah as Sarah's being pulled away by the killer. Sarah's like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. Wilson. Yeah.
2: <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, any other thoughts on Piggy before we wrap it up? No, it's
3: just it's a really great film. I love the direction that it went. I mean, mm-hmm. we need to see more films like the strong. She was a very strong character, mm-hmm. even though she was vulnerable um in oh, the yeah. situation yeah. at the same time. And I love like it's not. Like we said earlier, like she's a big girl, but she's not the victim. she's not a butt of a joke, right like, I mean, she's just not i don't know disgusting and and everything like you see some right they're like she's not a slob, she's a teenage girl that's just trying to do you know who trying to do her thing, has normal fantasies and just you know just being bullied to death, like yeah, really, and yeah. finally got revenge in a way that she didn't think she was going to get it 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 went in her favor the entire time
0: yeah Yeah. so
2: (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah Mm -hmm. i mean i think you're right i think while the town treats her like she's a joke the film does not yes and that's that is what matt you know what i mean that's Mm -hmm. the key that's that's what i this is why, like I joked about, like this is the movie the whale thinks it is. Like this actually is a th- an empathy maker, and it's like told by a fat person with with a u- actual woman who has a lived experience of fatness instead of putting on a fat suit, right? Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked this movie. I, I know that we have our our good friend, Eddie, he comes up on the show all the time. He did not like this movie, it, like traumatized him. So he's going to be horrified when we're all like, oh, this movie was great. <laughs> but honestly, I kind of think this movie is great. I wish yeah. I had watched it last year. I think it would have ended up in my top, like low in my top 10.
0: I think it might have, me too, and definitely high on our top 10 of women-directed movies. Oh, for sure. For Um, sure. That Uh, we did for this podcast, but... I just want to
3: to throw one thing out there. If you really like this film, there's another movie called, I think it's an Austria... No. An Austria film. I Uh believe it's called Family Dinner. Oh. It is very, very similar. There is a big girl who... Moves in with her aunt because her aunt is like a, a self-help nutritionist and stuff like that. Oh, and she's like this no. big girl and she wants to lose weight, have a better, be healthy. But they're into some interesting, a very interesting diet and you we'll soon <laughs> okay. find out what it is, but it's also that same morality thing. Like you have an idea what you're eating, but you are tired of being bullied and fat and you don't have a boyfriend and you don't have any friends. And so it's the same kind of thing. And and it's (laughs) a very strong um, lead character. Yeah, it's called Family Dinner. I'm gonna and have to check that out. That sounds
2: that poster is
3: upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: And but, uh, I did a uh, uh, I did a review on that. Oh I'm nice. gonna go and definitely check that out because this looks really interesting.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When you find out, you're you're, <laughs> you're like wow. But it, it's it's kind of the same thing. You get bullied yeah. all the time. You get to the point. You got to fight, and then you come out on top. But how her situation
2: is, uh, (laughs) it's like. I wish you guys at home could see the expressions.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's kind of
2: like
3: a family dinner. If you mixed the menu with with, uh, Hannibal.
2: Oh, Ooh. <laughs> I like amazing. both of those things in a very, <laughs> very low much. level, though.
3: If you bring it very yeah. low, low okay. level, um, gotcha.
1: menu,
2: yeah, with uh, yeah, I hope
1: Hannibal. everybody gets
2: turned into a s'more at the end. That will make my <laughs> time. <story.
1: laughs>
2: <laughs> that movie was weird. The menu, yeah,
0: it sure was. I,
2: yeah. I didn't,
3: people pumped it up and I watched it and I was like, mm. didn't work um, for you. <laughs> I didn't see the reason why it should be pumped up. It wasn't poetic. Okay. Okay. I just thought it was a very interesting movie. The gotcha. only way to to get away is to ask for the killer to use what they known best for is a burger.
2: Yeah. I just, I just thought Yeah.
3: Like I don't know. Like you like it was like you're you had to
2: it was like the kryptonite, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to throw him yeah, off?
1: Yeah.
2: Almost yeah, like, yeah. I loved it because, like, it was she was powerful and able to save herself because of the skills that she had as a sex worker, which you know. See sex workers de- depicted like as powerful and empowered. Yeah, you're you're absolutely
3: right about that. And like but, she and that was giving him the like customer a John. what they want. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> yes, and I was like,
3: yes.
2: like and I think he wanted and me. he wanted yeah.
3: her approval because it bothered him.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. because he didn't know nothing
3: yes. about her, and, yes. and and she because she was like he knew mm-hmm. that her date knew what was going to happen so he that was her only defense is that the guy knew nothing about her so she had the upper hand Mm -hmm. and she won
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
2: i don't know watching her like wipe the stuff off her face with the menu i was like oh yes (laughs) (laughs) awesome so all right uh for those of you at home who are listening along, hopefully you took our advice and you watched Peggy, and maybe you have some thoughts and some feelings. I'd honestly surprise, be more surprised if you did not. You can always email us at rachel at zombiegirls.com. That's G-R-R-L-Z dot com. Or you can come chat with us over on the Zombie Girls Facebook page or slide into the DMs at uh, ZG Podcasts. at ZG Podcasts with an S at the end. Uh, on Instagram and Twitter. If you've already watched this movie and you're looking for something spooky to watch tonight, you should check out our video on demand and streaming calendar at zombiegirls.com where we keep track of all the stuff that's on the streaming stuff and on VOD. There's a lot of it out there um, and you can find it all and click right through and rent it through our site um and if you want to support us there's a couple ways you can do it you can write a review on uh apple podcast or wherever it is that you're getting your pods that's actually like one of the best ways uh it just helps with the algorithm you know you know data big data um <laughs> or you can join our patreon at patreon.com forward slash zombie girls and get bonus episodes extended episodes zombie bites all kinds of cool stuff And uh, you'll get to hang out on the Discord. Who doesn't want to hang out on the Discord and hear my fart jokes all day long? Of course you want to. Of course you do. Uh, Yeah, so that just leaves our plan for the next episode. Ariel, what are we doing on More Deadly next week?
0: All right, so next week is going to be our final Women in Horror Month episode, and we are going to be having two guests on this time, both of whom have been on our show before, so you guys likely know them, Caitlin Grant of Plug It Up and Elizabeth Kyle of Hear Us Gore. And we are going to be talking about a movie that I have wanted to talk with Rachel about for a very, very long time. We're going to be reviewing Book of Birdie, (laughs) directed by Elizabeth E. Shook, uh, and it's available on Tubi, so you can watch it really easily.
2: Okay, you've been talking about this movie for a I long have. time. I know one thing about it, and it involves menstrual blood. That's like yep. all I know. That's so, of like course. it's yeah. perfect for plugging up. That's yeah. going to be amazing. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I just want to say again. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Like I said, we have been fans of your work for a long time. We have wanted to do this forever, and it's so exciting to finally get to meet you and to talk about such an interesting film. Um, this has been such a great conversation. Can you plug your your all your stuff one more time and let people know where they can find you on social media so that they can be creepers like we've been for the last couple
3: of years? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh you could find Horror Movies and Beyond uh YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you could go to uh www.horrormoviesandbeyond.com and you will find everything you want to know about me on there. Uh, yeah, everything. Awesome. <laughs> Very simple. <laughs>
2: Well, I highly recommend that if you are listening to this, that you do. I mean, you have probably already see exactly why we, we love her so much. Um, so go and check out everything she does because it's awesome. And check out her social media because you're going to see all of her amazing artwork, um, which you. I highly, <laughs> highly recommend you put your eyeballs on. Unless people are sticking around for the extended episode, that is it for us today. Ariel,
0: you know what to do. Take us on out. <laughs> All right. That's been another episode of More Deadly. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to our beautiful guest for coming on here and being so smart. I'm going to be thinking about that Gollum metaphor for a very long time. For real. Very <laughs> smart. Uh, be back here next week. Watch Book of Birdie and then join us for the review for our last Women in Horror Month. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye. everybody
2: thanks to everyone for listening and thanks to my co-host ariel who's always willing to come on here and geek out about horror with me and finally thanks to the women who make the horror films we love so much production of this episode was done by yours truly editing was done by ariel missman and our theme song more deadly was by elizabeth kyle and eric Newell. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the extended episode, aka more Deadly After Dark. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Girl, we are over halfway through women and horror month. How are you feeling? Um.
0: It was, it's been exhausting, but rewarding. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've met a lot of like really cool women, both yes. the ones that we've had on the podcast, but also just yes. ones I've been communicating online for our social mm-hmm. media push. And yeah, um, yeah, it's been really cool. Really cool. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I mean,
2: I'm like I said on the show, I Trees is so awesome. So getting to like hang out with her and talk about horror movies was so much fun. She's so cool. She's so funny. It was really today, tonight was really, really fun, and yeah, it was really interesting movie to talk about.
0: I know, <laughs> like, I, I feel mean, like it's we a...
2: barely scraped the surface. Yeah, <laughs> there was, way there was so much
0: more we could have talked about for sure, but I think the conversation was really good, and yeah, me too. Um, I think it was really interesting to hear about her experiences too being bullied and how she saw the film yeah. too. Mm-hmm. I thought that was mm-hmm. really, really powerful and interesting, and she's just super smart. So yeah, great to have her on for this one. (laughs) Like Like the thing we all as horror fans can connect on is like we were
2: bullied. Right. (laughs) Turns out maybe we're the
0: nerds.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. People thought I
0: was weird? Huh.
2: Huh. (laughs) I don't know. I'd rather be a nerd because I feel like nerds turn into interesting adults and people who like face mm-hmm. no hardship are pretty lame. So, yeah. I mean, that being said, I would like to have not been bullied.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would but
2: have been super cool. <laughs> the silver lining is I'm probably a more interesting person than if everything was like super easy and nice when I was a kid. Hopefully it also taught me some empathy. I don't know. Although based yeah. on my reaction to this movie, maybe not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs>
0: like that's the thing about this movie is that it's like oh man it did so many things so well and like there are points parts of this movie that i genuinely had fun with like enjoyed myself yeah um but it's it was also very hard to watch and traumatizing so it's it's one of those things that i feel like i know you're like just recommend it to everybody but i would i would put a caveat on it (laughs) like make sure i think i'm broken
2: Cause I like, I've been hearing about how hard a watch this is for six months after it was over. I was like, "Mm." (laughs) like, I thought it was interesting. And I think, like I said, I think the actor is beautiful and I think that it does some really interesting stuff in the way that it shows fat experience, um, in a way that like other movies that think they're doing it actually succeeds. And I think the bullying was awful. It's very, very mean. I don't know. It was just kind of like, yeah, it was fucked up. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: No. I mean... I didn't have the is, visceral reaction I was expecting, I guess, is what yeah, I'm saying. Well,
0: I think, honestly, for me, like, hearing from Eddie and Matilda ahead of time about how yeah. traumatic it was yeah. helped me get through it Yeah, maybe. Because... It was, like, prophylactic it was be, Yeah. It's like, I thought yeah. it might be even worse, but I still... It's like I was empathizing with her so much and like yeah. putting myself in her shoes that it Yeah. when it continued to go on and on and everybody was just so awful and her mom was so awful and like the whole town yeah. was so awful. It was it was hard and man like my teenage years were really tough and like I'm just mm-hmm. like it makes me think back on that time and how painful it was and I was just mm-hmm. it was hard. It was hard to watch it, but there's also parts of it that I just thought were fun too so I don't mm-hmm. know it's a weird one in that way yeah
2: I liked it I don't know but my barometer is like admittedly it's very very, <laughs> it's very very broken like I people always talk about things like the shocking violence and something and then I'll watch it and I'm like
0: I guess <laughs> yeah no I mean I'm, I'm with you there most of the time like the only movie I can think of that had violence that like really like that shocked me any kind. was really the sadness. And honestly, oh, I had right. so much fun with the violence in the first like half of that movie. It was yeah. all the like sexual violence later that I was yeah. like, I don't want to hang with that. That's you know, there's still with me. That there's certain things. Yeah, exactly. There yeah. are certain things that still will get to me,
2: especially mm-hmm. when the movie clearly doesn't isn't necessarily on the right side of things or mm-hmm. isn't. Yeah, that doing does not it well. Sure. That then I'm having a bad. <sighs> Then, then the then I have a harder time recommending. Like, even something like Violation is a a a caveat. As much as I love that movie, would be a caveated. That's a hard watch. Yeah, it's a hard watch. But fuck, is it good? Mm -hmm. To the point where I kind of am like, well. Maybe you just need to toughen up. Recommend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So extended episode. Well, as always, things are moving and a shaking and a happening. And it's apparently I'm a 1950s doo-wop DJ all of a sudden Um, (laughs) in the horror news world. So I thought I would kind of take a look and see what's happening in the horror headlines. And uh see what you think of the new Okay. Let's do Does it. Does that sound good? Yeah, All right, sure. So this first one is kind of wild.